Okay. I don't, can we turn these ones up a little bit? Sorry. Can we turn them up? Yeah. Um, I can't hear in my head. I think it's these ones. Oh, yeah. Wait. Yo, check. One, two. No, I can't hear anything no, yet. Really? Keep going. No, Yo. Can you hear up? Hello. Are these plugged in? Maybe they're not plugged in. That's in number two, sorry. Which one's number two? Yo. Oh, that's better. Is that Fuck better? yeah. Okay. Now we're on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Perfect. All right. Okay. Welcome, everyone. How's it going? I'm really excited to have you guys here for this episode because it's going to be a really, really good one. I've got one of my mates, Ryan. Actually, one of Liv's mates as well. You guys all know Liv. His name is Ryan, a.k.a. DJ Harpoon. Welcome to the studio. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Oh, look, I'm really happy um, to have a conversation with you. My listeners love having just a really, just good banter, down-to-earth conversation, and they love to hear people's stories. And I thought it'd be really good to get you on because you do a whole bunch of things like DJing, podcasting, music production. There's a whole gamut of things that you do. So I think it'll be a really, I just think it'll be a really cool conversation to have. Yeah, I, I can't think, wait to dive yeah, in. Literally. So I think before we get started, I think I'd love to just let you have a little chat to the listeners and just say what it is that you're currently doing right now, who you are, and just maybe how you kind of got involved in music yeah right so uh, my name's Ryan Harper originally from the country I'm a dubbo boy uh, moved to the city probably f- five six years ago to Sydney to chase my dreams in music like in DJing and music production what year was that like 15 uh, 2017 I think 2017 2016 I think something oh, like nice. that yeah so I'm a DJ producer that's usually touring, but not touring anymore because of COVID. Love that for us. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm currently uh, working on an EP at the moment. So I've been doing that for pretty much all of COVID. Uh, yeah. Well, when I originally, I'll dive back and forth between little bits and pieces of the story, but basically I moved up from Dubbo to Sydney to pursue music. I uh, released a track with a record label called Central Station Records, which I now work for full-time. Oh, great. Um, so, or, Sorry, part-time. Okay. So, yeah, here, let me clarify that. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they'll be like, no, you don't. <laughs> I, I won't have a job when I go back there. <laughs> they hit you up after that. Yeah, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> um, yeah, so the first song went number one in Australia in the ARIA charts, which was like, a huge thing, like that's massive. Yeah, from the coming from the country, and I've put in like countless hours, so that was a really big thing for me. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll touch on that. Yeah, we'll again, go back and I'd forth. Love to, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. love to hear more about that. But yeah, hundred. So then, um, I ended up signing a three-song contract deal before it went number one. Amazing. And then I went to go talk about. We no one expected it, I guess, to go to number one, and it did. And then we went to discuss what single we thought would be the follow-up one, which would be number two. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I think we just were in the office chatting and they're like, do you want a job here? And I'm like, oh, okay. And then it was like, yeah, so that's how I sort of got into the music label industry side of things now. when was that? That was two years ago now. So So you're working, obviously producing music yourself as a DJ, but you're also working within that production company. Yeah. So when I I started DJing uh, probably seven, seven or eight years ago, and then quickly found out that you had to be making music to go anywhere in the industry. Yeah. It's sort of like if you went to go to a music festival and you wanted to see some of your favorite acts, I don't know who they might be, like a Flume or a Rufus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're, all Rufus, playing, yeah. they're all playing their own music. You're not going right. to go and watch Rufus play like someone else's, re- someone else's music. Yeah. So yeah. to be big, you've got to make your own music so that yeah. people want to follow you and come to your shows. And like you can mix it up. Like you could have like some of your original music and then is it 
would it be a thing that you would have your original music, but then you could mix in some other tracks or not? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like all, yeah. most of my gigs are all always like that until awesome. you get to the big festival sort of stages, and then you want to predominantly keep it more about you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, not many people have enough music to play their own full set, unless like you're the the real big dogs. You know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's also like it's a lot of time, energy, effort, money. I would imagine to then produce like a whole thing that's all your own. Yeah, a lot of it's time. Just yeah. Endless hours. Like sometimes my tracks will take, you know, some of the bigger ones have actually been quicker. And there's like a mm. rule of thumb that other people say, like, you know, the best ideas come out quick. Yes. And then yeah. something else you've been in like making for for ages yeah. takes so long to finish. But the, you actually hear that with so many things. You hear that with script writers. You hear it with um, authors of books. You hear it with so many different, um, especially within the arts or the creative field, where it's almost like you can you if you can tap into this kind of. I was talking with another guest on the show a few weeks ago. If you can tap into like a flow state, and you somehow can like access that, it still is your work and your creativity. But it just happens. And then other times you're putting your heart, soul, blood, sweat, and tears, and it just you know takes so much longer. Even even when I was writing my book, there were certain chapters that I'm like, this is ah, uh, punish. And then other times where I was like. I couldn't explain it. I was just like head down, time just – I couldn't tell if an hour had passed or three. It was just – I was just in the zone and it just ha- – and it would smash out like three times as much work. Yeah, congratulations oh, on that, by you. the way. I haven't seen I you since that's out. No, that's awesome. That's yeah. crazy. I it listened is... to the episode uh, with Liv from yeah. the one before to yeah. like study up and I heard about – what's so the name of the, the girl that you signed your, uh, You signed her book? Oh, my God, Dorothy. Dorothy, yeah, yeah. How I saw cute. your photo on Instagram. I was like, that's so funny. <laughs> so, so great. Yeah. But it is. like So what you're saying, like – yeah, like you you can't really predict. Firstly, you can't predict which ones are going to kill it and you can't predict which ones are going to take so much time. So that's why I think it's got a lot to do with just consistently doing work. You yeah, know, well, like, it's, it's an old saying, was it keep throwing shit and see what sticks, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, so, literally it is. Yeah, it is. well, especially in our industry, I sort of like take, uh, like music and arts are very similar, even yeah. like writing. We're mm. putting a portion of ourselves out there to be like, you yep. know, judged by everyone 100%. and it can be either perceived as good or bad. And I'm like, a good analogy might be to say like a sporting athlete, right? Like a someone who's a good basketballer, right? Yep. They, they take a shot, the ball goes in the hoop, everyone sees it goes in the hoop, they score a point. Yep. Whereas it. like you put a song out, it could people would be like that was shit or that was good. Whereas like you can clearly see yeah, that that person, yeah, yeah, they've done the same amount of hours in their training, whatever. Or we might be doing the same with writing and writing music. Yes, we put the same amount of time in. Everyone yep. can see the ball go in. It's clearly a point. Yep. Ours is like it could go either way. It could uh-huh. go yes or yes or no. And with the arts, it's so so subjective. Like you know, there's mm. going to be people that will be your diehard fan, and there's going to people be like, I will never listen to that person's work again. Whether it's a podcast, music, whatever. Like, yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. Like, no. there's absolutely nothing. It's not a science. It's not like this is right, this is wrong. End of story. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So it yep. makes it really. Yeah. I've had some interesting ones where I've like actually met idols I've looked up to and then I've met them and I stopped listening to their stuff because I literally have had bad experiences really? with them, like just like really terrible people. And I was like, I like used to love their stuff. Oh and I was like, God. that just ruined it for me. You know, when they say don't meet your idols, like yes. so, yeah, some of them yeah. I have and I really like, but like sometimes it's good. It depends on what, like how you want to perceive it, but sometimes it's good to not humanize your idols. Like, yeah. To not- <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, because like I feel like, yeah, once you realise that they're human, you're like, oh, this isn't. It's like you never want to know how a magic trick is done. You ruin yes. it for yourself. You just you kill you kill it because yeah. then you realise how basic it was. It's like, oh wait a minute, how did I not realise that? How did? And it's so simplified, really. And I think that's with a lot of people. Like we're all human. No, they're not better than you as a person. They might be very successful at something, but I think people, the excitement of having the idol is that in their head, they're like, this person's like a, you know, greater being than yeah. me. They're like a god. They're like, you know, and then they meet them. You're like, oh, well, just put them on a pedestal sort yeah, of vibe. Massively, yeah, massively, massively. I actually get this weird, uh, when I meet, it's like when I meet influencers or people with bigger followings, I've, you might be able to like, tell me yeah. what I'm doing. Like yep. I wig out of it. So yep. I like prefer to not know who, if they've got a, like a big following. Yep or whatever they do, I prefer to meet people like that and then find out later after I've chatted to of them. Of course. Because otherwise I go in and I do this weird thing where I, I don't change my personality, but I tr- you try a bit harder because you're like, yeah. oh, I really like them to be my friend. I would like them to like me. Yes. And then you start behaving in Weirder. accordance <laughs> to how you think they would want you to yes. behave, which is yes. crazy because you can never know how, what they're going to like, what they're not going to like. You can't tap into someone's brain and know. And yeah, and it's this idea that subconsciously you are putting someone on a pedestal and subconsciously consciously you're saying I now need to impress and this happens with the dating scene as well it's so funny because when you go on a date that you're like oh like let's say it's a blind date for example you don't know who this person is you don't really give a shit you're probably not in the mood but you've you don't want to be rude so you rock up and because you're a bit like whatever you probably end up having a much much better time on that date because you're so you're like not careless but carefree yeah you know there's no expectation on yourself and so you're able to just maybe come up with really great chat. But say you've been had a crush on someone for a long time and they've never given you the time to and finally get the chance to have a date. You're shit scared, nervous, shitting yourself, wanting them to like you that it's a terrible date because you're like, I was not myself. Yes. I wasn't natural. And I think that happens with so many people. It's what we perceive, what we think they want us to be like. Yeah. You know? And I've got like a yeah a weird personality where... I'm very self-aware of who I am and I, I do like to be a very liked person. Yeah. And it, yeah. it really, like, I, that's the one thing I'm trying to get better at, realising that not everyone's going to like you. Um, and I've been trying to get better at it, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. working on myself and stuff like that. Yeah, so. definitely. <laughs> I mean, and, and I think what, what people need to realise is that really at the end of the day, nobody is going to be, t- like, I mean, you can, you can get really good at, like, just brushing it off and it being nothing, but it's natural for us to be affected when somebody doesn't like us. It's just our our ability to push past it as quickly as possible, you know. But it is yeah. natural. It's like – and I, I, even a lecturer was saying it the other day. It's like it's this tribal thing. It's ingrained in us to want to be liked because if you look at it from like evolutionary perspective, if you're kicked out of the tribe, you're good as dead, you know. Yeah. So it is – it is a like a instinctive thing to want to be liked. Yeah. Um, so of course it is. It's sad when like if I get a bad review, I'm like, oh my god, knife to the heart. But I'm like, just just put it aside. Yeah. Stop. Like don't. That's it. Because there's Switch. like a rule that where it's like, you've got to with your, your with your compliments. If you get them on your your stories, you probably yeah. would in your Instagram DMs. Like I'll get heaps of really nice positive yes. things, and then the one negative one, you oh, really fucks with you, and you're like, fucks are with you me, like want to like t- convert that yeah. one hate to a like where yes. you've got a hundred likes, and you're like. Why can I just be like content with the the positiveness All I've already this, received? I know. And then you realize, and not that you should even look into it that much, but what I started to do is I started to, you know, when I, when I would get a negative review, and I've been very lucky that most of them have been incredible. Like I'm very lucky for that. But when I have gotten a negative review, I kind of try and be like, okay, don't hate on Because if I then harbor hate towards that message or that person, 
I'm going to get even shittier about it, you know? Yeah. So then I just try and think, okay, look at it from this person's perspective. They're just not my person. They're not no. my person. I'm talking to an audience that every week I get to know better and better and better. And I love my audience. Like yeah. I, they're, they're like friends I've never met, you know? Like, and we have this weird bond over like the group and the Instagram and I just absolutely adore them. So I'm like, they're just not my audience. So it's fine. I don't have to hate on them. It's fine. They just don't get me and I don't get them. And that's, fine you yeah. know instead of being like well fuck you you fucker but i also think they're like a different breed of people to they be are. honest because it's like yes. if yeah. i don't like something i would never waste five seconds or ten never. seconds of my life to actually write a no let's like no. uh you know when you get a shitty haircut and you're sitting yeah. there and they're like do you like it and you're like fuck no i hate it and you just like say yeah thanks you just never like, go back there it's just literally. like, it's just like you, different yeah. different personality i know i'm the same especially if they put in all the effort i'm like oh i love it it's like fuck 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 yeah fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But it is, and also, like, I would be very selective if I would make a bad review on somebody, especially, like, I look at some of the reviews that I've gotten, and I'm like, that's pretty, like, unnecessary to make. You know, I wouldn't have a problem if someone gave me a bad review because they're like, hey, look, I'm a neuroscientist and you're talking shit, okay? I'd be devastated, but I'd actually hear them out. I'd be like, fuck, what do you mean? Like, why am I wrong? You know, I'd... I'd if they stated, like, okay, this is why, this is why, why yeah. Yeah. But if someone's just like, I don't like you, one star, I'm like, you're a fucking dickhead. Because I would yeah. never try and like like rain on someone's parade just because they weren't my flavor. You know what yeah. I mean? That's just not in me. And I, I really like admire people that put themselves out there and want to do something outside of their typical, you know, no, arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I would never just try and do that. I would only pull someone up if they were racist sexist, yep. um, a big... You know what I mean? If they're yeah. an absolute, not not a good person for society. Fair yeah. enough. Majority of those comments are coming from like profiles with like a, a question <laughs> mark as the, as the profile picture and it yeah, has like a yeah, yeah, bunch yeah. of random never, numbers and letters as a username. You're like, and who are yeah, you? Show yourself. 100%. Because the, on, the only negative reviews that I've ever gotten have been on the podcast reviews and they are anonymous. You can't really... The names that they have on the... You know, when people review... I bet I'd, you it's Liv. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, just, or there's one star. No, no, no. <laughs> but like never on Instagram. I think people don't want to... I think because I am a big personality, I don't think they want to go down that path of like saying shit to my face yeah, pretty much. No. But they'll, ha they'll do it behind, like they'll do it as a review. Yeah. But even then, I've only had a handful, so I really can't complain. I cannot complain. Well, I love every episode that I've listened to. I've listened well, to about you. five or six and I was, yeah. I think I, I can't remember what the title was. It was a relationship one. But it, yeah. yeah. There were a few things you said in there like really hit like hard. I was like, oh, shit. Like yeah, she know, she gets it. Yeah. Like you get it. And what <laughs> yeah. I admire is like when you don't have a guest on, how you can just like – talk constantly yep. for like 50 minutes <laughs> and like you hit both sides both arguments you're like the devil's advocate for yourself yes. yeah and you're yeah. playing both sides while like just continually oh. going for 50 minutes i'm like Thank how you. does she do this because <laughs> <laughs> what i do like i have dot points because once when i first started the podcast i would have not i wouldn't say a script but i would have like pretty much paragraphs written down and i was like oh and i'd have to re-record re-record it was really stifling my like vibe so i was like fuck this so then i changed it to dot points yeah and that changed the game for me because i would just have a handful of dot points and you know, you know me, I love to talk. Give me a yeah. microphone and I'm there. Yeah. And so I'd like get the dot point and I'm like, oh, and it triggers all these ideas. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. With yeah, there's like little break off points. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I was doing a podcast like what, with my friend Ben. Tell was, the listeners about oh, yes. that. Yeah. Okay. So I, myself and Ben, who I do our podcast, it was called Disco Lips. 
We did 10 episodes last year. We haven't brought it back this year simply because we've both been too busy. Yeah. And we keep trying to do it, but we just literally can't find the time because a lot of people don't know that podcasting actually takes a lot of time. Like you've got to actually do the podcast, which is like an hour, an hour and a half. Yep. You've got to get all the, the audio and the video, send it away, get it all... Well, that's right, Done especially if you're doing – because you guys were doing video as well. And yeah, we are doing that, the video, yeah. yeah. So we'd send that away to Thailand on Fiverr and get someone to edit it for like 20 bucks and then send it back. How and would Yeah, so that was a little hack. That's uh, a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. you should do it. Yeah. No, so we were actually talking about this before we went on air or before we started recording, whatever you want to call it. And, yeah, it's good that we kind of pause it so we can discuss it yeah. here. But basically we were talking about, you know – what are good ways to kind of get more of an audience to viewing a podcast and like for, or to listening to a podcast? And obviously a lot of people will record it, put it on YouTube and whatever. And we were just discussing this now because you're like, do you ever film it? And I don't, although I would like to film it. And I was saying that I was discussing this with my podcast agents. It'd be good to film it, to have it on um, like snippets of like yep. content, which is like really easily digestible, shareable content. So even if it was either a short snippet on YouTube where it directs them to the full episode or things on like um, TikTok or uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, reels. The, yeah, the reels on yeah. Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. That's what we used it for. We would just like, exactly. would get the most juicy part of yes. content we'd said yes. and would cut it short just before it, and you'd be like, fuck, I need to go watch the episode to, exactly. and we'd link it. So it would exactly. be like if, like uh, ours were a lot of, Ours was aimed at like like middle-aged, teenage boys sort of thing yeah. in, the, in the party scene. That was because we're both DJs. 100%. So, so it's like, like you tap into that audience there. Yeah, well. it's a lot of party stories, a lot of, you know, How sex great. stories and stuff like yeah. that. So like the punchline would be like, I once took this girl home and then just the video would cut short and then they're like, fuck, now I've got to go they're watch like, it. Yeah, yeah. Go. 100%. <laughs> and, that's, and I think a lot of things that I could do with it is even often at the start of an episode, I'll be like, so I'm going to be talking about this, but how I'm going to break it down is bang, 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 bang. And so that people are like, oh, well, I want to know that thing that you haven't even touched on. Yeah. I don't know what, you know. Um, but yeah, juicy stories are great because people love that shit. And it'll be good with guests as well because – once you then have the footage, then you can edit it based on what the best piece yeah. of content was, you know. Um, but you're right. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. And I actually think it would be a lot harder if you have a second person doing it because you both have to, for Align me. schedules. Like, exactly. Like I spend a lot of time on the podcast without a question, but it's on my schedule. And because a lot of the time I can even record it from home if I don't have a guest. So I could literally be doing it at six o'clock in the morning or I could be doing it late at night if I'm sort of, or on a Sunday just before I should have published it. You know what I mean? Like yep. I, I can work around my own timetable. When you've got two people who also have like a whole career outside of the podcast. Yeah. You both got to accommodate to each other's mm, needs. It's crazy. Yep. So, so look, yeah. when was the last episode? When did that come out? Um, That would have been back end of last year. Yep. The podcast came about, it was like, so I was going to well, one of my friends, Alex Hayes, who's a bit of a surf influencer, Northern Beaches sort of guy. He was playing at Coogee DJing and I was DJing as well. And one, we all had pre-drinks at his and we're on their way to Coogee. And we all jumped in Ubers and his mate Ben couldn't fit in his uh, Uber with all his mates. So he jumped in with ours and we just kicked it off straight away and we got chatting and he, he wasn't in the music industry at all. And he's like, man, I really like admire what you do. I don't want to get into the music industry and whatnot. How and I was great. like, sick. And I was like, I really wanted to get into like vlogging and YouTube yes. and just over and all like getting more exposure. Yeah, totally. Because I'm at the age, like I'm 26 now, but I'm, or, or, like, I'm at the age where 
my friends are getting to that point where they're like settling down, yes. wanting to have kids, and they're s- slowly not clubbing as much. Yeah. And I'll be like bribing them, I'm like I've got free drinks, <laughs> I've got a booth, like f- like come, yeah, and they're yeah. like, ah, oh, no. Yeah. And I'm like, what more? Like, what more do you want to come? Like, seriously, <laughs> what do you want from yeah, yeah, literally, yeah, literally. So I was like, I need to like uh, lower my my demographic of in age of like of people course. that like me, you know what I mean? People and I need to get- gonna connect with you and they've got a vibe on that level. Because at the end of the day, what you've got to realize, and also it's it's two things. You're lowering your demographic, but the good thing about putting content out there all the time is you're then reaching people that might be your age or even older who vi- who align with you. Yeah. Who are like like look at look at my friends Lucy and Nick on that like they're the biggest party animals in the world and they're like thirty one and thirty yeah thirty and thirty one yeah keeping the party rolling keeping it rolling <laughs> and then like no signs of slowing down and I'm like you would be there like that's you at the yeah. like you know what I mean just having a good time and if it wasn't for COVID like they're always traveling the world always going to music festivals around the world and that's yep. just their brand. yeah and they'll they'll eventually find you and you'll have a, like a bit of an older crowd that still will like 100%. the party so you're gonna have like that's the good thing about your content is that you target it to a demographic, mm-hmm. and so do I. You target it to a demographic, but then you get your diehard fans of all areas of life and all ages who then swoop in being like, yes, finally I found my people, yeah. even if it's not the target demographic, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was my biggest thing. I, I literally, from the from like when we had the first initial conversation, I was like, like I'll do you a bit of a deal. Like it was a sort of a business deal yeah. back end. Like we, like we were mates, we kicked it off, but we weren't like friends. We just knew it of each other. Yep. So basically I was like, I'd like, you to share me on your stories because he has like a hundred thousand followers on YouTube and yeah, right. sixty thousand on Instagram and oh, all his really all good. his like yeah. age brackets probably like eight eighteen to twenty four, and I was like, uh, as a club, like when clubs book you, it's more like how many tickets they can yes. sell. Like the more people you can bring to a venue, the, the more you're worth as 100%. a as a DJ to get booked. So I was like, yep. if I can get more younger people coming to my gigs, from like knowing about who I am, seeing me on the podcast, and also getting a few followers off Ben. Yep. So we did a bit of a deal where I taught him how to make music. I signed him up to our label at work. So I got him started. So he's he's doing really well right now. Like we've put his single out. How great. And got him rolling. And then I started like doing the podcast with him. And naturally, if you're hanging out like yeah. you know, a couple of hours a week, we're pretty similar people. So we just got on. We became like really good mates. Yeah, yeah, and totally. That's, yeah, and that's when I met Liv and then in, oh, at Byron, in Byron Bay. In Byron Bay. And then yep. I was... um. I instantly like fell in love with Liv. We were just at the beach having like a chat, she's and best. she's like the nicest person ever. Oh, she's such a vibe. I love that woman. Yeah. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we we're just chatting about like general business and her uh, work in like the media and the magazine side of things. And I was telling her about the podcast and my music. She's like, "Oh my god, I got a friend Alexis who's got this big podcast." And I was like, "Oh yeah, cool." Great. Like, didn't hadn't really heard of you or yeah. her it. And then I looked into you and I listened to like two episodes on the way home from How Byron, good. and I was like, "This is sick." And then like I was oh like, god, "I need I to meet that. her and like yeah, pick her brain a bit." Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. Here we are. Here we so are. I'm thrilled. I mean, we've obviously met before this, but yeah, like yeah. so yeah, that's it is really good, and it is like what you were saying about like. Another thing that's really big, and I will go into some like Q&As from the listeners as well, but kind of tying into some of the questions that people have asked, it's a a big thing about creating that success, especially when it comes to A, being an individual, working as an individual or like a duo or whatever, and especially in like the arts industry, it's very much how do you build your audience? Like you said, when you get booked to go to a venue – that there, that's all based on your audience. That's based on like how in touch are you with your audience, how aligned are with you, and what a what I want a lot of listeners to 
understand is that you could be like an astrologist. You could be like, it doesn't matter what it is that you're doing, but you need an audience. You have to have an audience and you have to know and understand your audience. You know, that's key. Yeah. My biggest thing is networking. 100%. 100%. When I'm going yep. out, when I'm meeting new people for the first time at clubs, I'll, yep. it's a bit weird. It's a bit of a hack I do, but I'll like meet people and say g'day within like the first minute before they leave. I'll like, hey, can I just grab you on Instagram? Yeah. And it's an instant follow. Like I might never see them again because I'll be in like another, like I could be in Darwin or yeah. Perth or whatever. You're like, but then that's an extra follow up like that will always see my will- content that I put out. So yep. like I mightn't see that person ever again in my life, no. but yep. they might convert and listen to my music, which equals exactly. streams and money and for me at the end of the day. And the good thing is that they're a follower that's relevant. You're not going up to some random in Woolies being like, hey, hey, follow, for follow. You know, like, yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. someone who's there who yep. actually, you know, vibed a few, enjoyed yep. your energy, you got along. So that person, they're following you because they're interested. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they were there at the venue, so they're probably like, you know, that style of music as well. So it's a really, it's a really good way of meeting people and creating an audience because then if they like you their friends are most likely going to kind of follow through yeah it's all all word of mouth everything for me is a word of mouth my 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 listeners are just absolutely incredible in creating that word of mouth for me they've been you know like doing god's work (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) instrumental in like doing because i've never done advertising i've never done anything like that um one of my one of my mates messaged me he was like from the country he's like a hardcore country boy like like does not ever listen like he's so like not up to date with anything yeah and i reposted the story of like coming on here and he goes i listen to her stuff all the time i'm like there is no way you listen to her stuff and he's like yeah she tells it how it is straight back and i was like i was like give me a question i'll shout you out he's like no no i'm not gonna do a question but shout out to dan from newcastle oh hi dan (laughs) thanks thanks for the support i love that so much yeah good on yeah and i like to i like to be known as someone that tells it like it is that makes me very happy so thank you dan um yeah, how great though. Let, let's go into some questions. Yeah, let's get into it. Because, um, yeah, obviously now everyone knows a bit about kind of what it is that you do, a bit of your background. We'll, we'll go into, I, we'll go a bit back and forth. But one thing, okay, this is someone's personal question, which we did touch on before. How to network when you are ridiculously socially awkward and shy? That is a really difficult question because all my, all my industries solely networking like the reason I've got to where I am is because I'm a really good networker I'm really good at talking to people I actually listen and I genuinely just care what people say like I when I meet people for the first time I usually do all the question asking just because I'm intrigued and I like to know what they do a bit about them before I start elaborating on myself but, um, but a fun fact about that is that it's good that you like that. But even if you didn't like that, you should be doing that. Because yes. people's favorite topic, whether they want to admit it or not, is themselves. Yep. So if somebody is charismatic, but also along with that asking you a whole bunch of questions, you're going to remember them, mm. you know, because they're commenting on your answers about you. Yeah. So that's a lot more memorable and then you can tie into conversations about that person as well. But people love, like, they're happier. They love talking about talking themselves. Talking about themselves. Um, and I'm not saying all the time. I'm not saying we're not all selfish people 100% of the time. But we like to talk about that because it's something we know and we feel comfortable and confident talking about something that we know. Exactly. Right? And then once the conversation gets flowing and once it, then you can, you know, branch off into different topics. But that's a really, really good way to break the ice, to make it about that person. Yeah. Um, I also, like, I, I've got this thing where I, 
feel like it's I need to get better at it. Also, I feel like it's arrogant because I I do a lot of stuff and I'm yeah. I'm am doing really well for myself. But when I I don't like to tell people a lot because I'm just like it come. I hate arrogant people and I yeah, I yeah. hate like coming off as arrogant. So I prefer to like ask them a few things so then they'll ask it back rather yes. than me just going. I'm doing this, this, and this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, totally. everyone kiss my ass sort yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, it's no, like, no. it's <laughs> I prefer someone to ask me than me just go, hey, I'm killing it, you know? Like, totally, yeah. totally. You just want to, like, play it a bit low-key. Yeah, yeah. low-key. 100%. <laughs> yeah. You're like... Well, hello, I'm Ryan, and here's my CV. <laughs> yeah, it's like when people are like, "What have you been up to?" And I just, you just say, you know, not much. You've got like ten things on the go that are just like your life's crazy. But you're yeah. like, "Oh, not much, same old." You're like, "I don't want to bore you with my." Literally, yeah. but I think that also comes down to I think it's I don't know I feel it's also very cultural as well with Australia. You know how we've got, you know, I mean that people talk about tall poppy syndrome in Australia, which is a thing. But I think it's actually everywhere, but in different ways. I think it's in every country, but in different ways. And the way we have it is we don't like to just sing our praises and talk ourselves up. Not that there's anything wrong with it. There isn't. But we just culturally don't do that. So we're normally like, oh, yeah, it's all right. And you'll be like killing it. It's more of an American thing, I find, when they just just come up and tell you. Yeah. (laughs) And when I I was in the States, not only do people have no problem selling themselves, but they also get really excited if you sell yourself. They're like, yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. Whereas in Australia, they're like, right, oh, fucking calm yeah, like, down, cool. you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. They're like, up themselves. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> you know? yes. That's just the culture here. So here, I think we're just so used to, like, even if you're doing really well, they're like, nah, it's, it's all going all right. It's good. Like, you know, and that's it. Like, you just kind of play it down. It's so funny. The tall poppy syndrome, That's uh, that was a big one for me coming from, like, a small country town. Yes. Like, I started becoming, I know, more well-known and bigger in my country town. I was sort of like a big fish in a small pond. Yes. And then when I started... I did a lot of work to get where I am. I've grinded my ass off to get where I am now. And I'm like, it'll never stop. It's constant grind. But when I started coming up here to make a name for myself in the city, you know, like everyone sort of like changed. It was like, they were sort of with you at the start. Then when I started getting away from the town, like breaking away, they're like, you know, talking shit and trying to bring you back down. And then I've almost gotten, got out of that medium where I've made a big enough name for myself in a bigger city yes and then they all come back and then they're like oh hey we've always been here for you like yeah. like well done you've killed it and i'm like i fucking remember like i like <laughs> i like i go through my instagram stories i'll like every now and then i'll check who's watching i'll check who's commenting i'll like i keep good tabs yeah. on that shit i'm like i remember who was here from the start who, who was actually, a fake piece of shit and yeah. i'm like who and then now they're like care. yeah and they're like oh free tickets free drinks can you get us into here can you get us into there yeah. can i drop your name here i was like I don't fucking like like any of you guys. You were talking shit about me like, you know, a, a year ago when I was trying to get to where yeah. I am. But that also massively comes down to a lot of insecurities. And it's weird because it's kind of when someone's trying to break through and do something, people that are insecure about that, they're kind of thinking, I'm going to feel more insecure if you succeed and I don't. So while I have the opportunity, I'll try and bring you down. Yes. Once you've already made it and you're big, then they're like, okay, fuck it. I'll change my tactic. I'll now try and jump up to your level and help, and you help me get there. Yeah. Hey, Yes. Yeah, and that's in, in every every area of life. It doesn't matter whether it's social, whether it's professional, whether it's like celebrity status stuff. It's very much like, and this is not everyone, this is people that have the insecurities of that, of feeling that they're not good enough. Yep. They'll be like, I'll try and pull you down so I feel better. I'm not going to try and build myself up. It's easier to pull you down. Yeah. And that way we're the same. So they're going to try, 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 try. And then when they failed and then you've, Surpassed that, then they're like, "Oh fuck it!" I'll, yeah, I'll but there is actually in. like room for everyone to succeed. Like you know, like is. the yeah. more people you support, you might know like three yeah. other girls that have really great, amazing podcasts, and That's you'll right. share theirs. It doesn't mean like your viewers aren't going to listen to all. yours. It's like it's going to hype them up, and then 
they'll just generally, out of the goodness of their heart, like hype yours back up. Maybe Always. maybe they won't, but yeah. who knows? Like, that's yeah, not what you're doing it for. You're just doing it be, as a yeah. That's it. Like, there's like this girl, Katie Williams. Like, I'm gonna go on her podcast I love Katie. again. Yeah, she's I was with her the other night. Yeah, 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 she's I a legend. Yeah, oh, yeah. she's the best. She's got a podcast with um. It's called um, Better For It. Better For It, yeah. And she's like a next sprinter. She's now going to be on Big Brother. Like she's a, she's a legend. And I'm going on her podcast again on Monday and I'm going to try and book her into mine yep. like relatively soon. And it's things like that. Like there's all these people that, you know, you always want to cross collaborate because you genuinely enjoy each other's company and you genuinely want to see each other do better. Yeah. And I think, again, touching back on that whole tall poppy syndrome in Australia, I think people have the idea that it is like, oh, if anyone succeeds, you want to cut them down. I kind of see it as if anyone succeeds and is cocky about it, then everyone's like, fuck you, cancel, cancel, cancel. Yeah. But if, at least with strangers, at least like, you know, fair enough what we were talking about with insecure friends who try and pull you down, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about a celebrity. Look at the big Aussie celebrities who have killed it and stayed up there. They're the really humble ones like yes. Hugh Jackman, all of that. They're the ones that can take the piss out of themselves, humble, stay grounded. Then we love them. Yeah. But if you're like, I'm the best, I'm this, I'm that. Telling everyone you're the best. You, yeah, yeah. Everyone's you, like, no. Nah. You can get away with that in other countries. You cannot yeah. get away with that in no Australia. Way. They're like, you're a dickhead. Yeah. And that's just cultural. That's just we're used to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, same as all the big people I've ever met. They've always been really humble. And that's how yes. they get there. Exactly like you said. Yeah. You don't get there being a dickhead. Like, yeah. Because there's a lot of people on the, on the journey. Like, it's mm. not just you. There's plenty of people in the back, like in the background oh, doing a lot yeah. of help with you, like working for you. Of course. With you. It's almost like a team effort, like to, get, to get to where you are. Massive and it's like, effort. there's going to be no team if you're a piece of shit. If you're like, a piece of shit and people think it's <laughs> all about you, it's all about you. Like one thing that I'm so into and all my listeners know how obsessed I am. I'm really into Formula One, right? Like I'm fucking obsessed with Formula One. Yeah. And there, that's where you really realize, especially that show on Netflix. And that's what, like, that's a prime example. And this... You know, it's almost like the all the drivers are a metaphor for any successful person in the world. Yep. You've got this driver who their name is massive. They're in like they're the celebrity, celebrity. They are fuck all without the team. Like the team is everything. Their pit crew, that like the managing yep. director of the team, the mechanics. It's just incredible, like how everybody plays a role for that person to be that big and famous and get paid that much. You know, hundred percent. It's so interesting, and that you could you could apply exactly what you see in that show to any area of any any successful person. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Sorry for the question. We went off on a tangent. Oh, we did. Um, we so, did. We knew that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So networking. If you're struggling with networking, oh, uh, it's a really hard one. I'll just maybe go out and practice having conversations with people because yeah. at the end of the day, you need to be able to chat. I, I can chat to a people a little bit about any topic. Anything. You don't have to be a master in one, no. but you just have to know a little bit about everything. And but I think just... that was a good tip what you gave anyway. Like, ask about them. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be a gun at everything. People like people that are interested. Mm. You don't, like... I have no – if I'm talking to someone and they've no, never even heard what a podcast is, I don't – I'm like, I'll tell you, cool, I'll share it with – you know, yeah. you don't have to be a gun, you know, know it all about any topic. Yeah. You just have to be interested yep. and people love it. So if I was really shy, I'd just try and approach someone and ask them about them. Yeah. You know, that way you don't have to expose too much about yourself if you're terrified or whatever, you know. Yeah. I know a lot of music producers. Like I know a guy who's like possibly one of the top three music producers in Australia, but he's – He's so socially awkward simply because when you're a music producer, you're in your room a lot. You're, yep. That's a very isolated uh, task and you're yeah. just making music by yourself. So yeah, you really need to be the full package. You need to have like, I'd say 
some look. So because you are you are getting plastered on posters yeah, outside clubs, right, you need literally. to have like you need to look after yourself. Go to the gym, like try and keep yeah. fit because no one wants to see someone who looks <laughs> ugly and doesn't look after Total themselves. Dishevelled. Yeah, you need to have a bit of a personality so you can talk to the the club owners, the event managers, the like promoters, the, the promoters, yeah. so you can keep getting rebooked. Yep. Uh, and then you need to have the music as well. There's like there's not just like oh yeah you make a good song. There's like a yeah. lot that goes into it, and he could be a lot bigger, but he literally can't do the talking. Yep. Whereas I'll go up like to club owners and promoters, and that's being on that scene constantly, constantly. out. Even when you don't want to be out, yep. is when you've got to be out. Like some of the. This is another question I was going to ask you. It's mm. about I believe uh, a lot in fate because one night I remember I was like really sick and I didn't want to go out, and then someone was like, "Come on, you got to come out." Anyway, that led to me meeting someone who owned this club mm-hmm. that I played at, which was in I think it was in Thailand. Right. So I played in Thailand, and then from that gig i met someone in the thailand gig that i got a gig in greece to work in the summer for six months and then from there i went to bali and like this snowball effect and i'm like if i never went out that one night none (laughs) of this whole thing would have happened and it happens to me all the time and i just think like if i didn't like tie my shoe for like one minute before i crossed the road i would have missed that person which led to this which led to this and i'm like everything leads to another opportunity yeah and that's why i always say to people like whether you want to look at it as fate whether you want to look at it as everything happens for a reason regardless the more opportunity the more you put yourself out there in any situation the more opportunities you're going to have in life. People that stick to their comfort zone and stick to their routine, don't be surprised if you're not getting any new opportunities. And I'm not talking about you've got to go to that particular networking event about your career. I'm talking about rocking up to that event, even if it's so irrelevant to your career. I'm talking about having conversations with people and giving a shit, Mm -hmm. caring, not being like, oh, hey, and shutting off. If you want opportunities in life, it's everything in life is based on human connection. Everything is. So if you want more opportunities, no matter what your field is, Put yourself out there. Learn how to put yourself out there. I was so, like, I've learned to become the most social butterfly ever. When I was a child, I was the most antisocial child. I had three friends, never wanted to divert from that. And what actually pushed me into having friends was when we moved from New South Wales to Queensland. And I remember saying to myself, I don't want to be this. And I was only like 12. And I was like, I don't want to be like that anymore. I want to be more social. So then I started at this primary school. And again, I went, reverted back to my old ways. I was like, oh, I had one friend. I was like, so. And I was like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. And I'm actually really quite loud and outgoing with my family. Always have been. Yeah. But when it came to the school setting, I was so used to my primary school. And then when I got into high school, I'm like, no. Fuck that. So then one year later, I went into high school and then that's when I really started to change. I just put myself out there. I started just forcing myself to talk to people and then people respond. It yeah. just responds back. And that's high school. High school is like a cruel place to be. But like in general, yeah. people will respond positively. It's a numbers game. You're going to get some assholes. You're going to encounter shit people. But in general, they're good. I never would have taken you for that. Like never would have thought As, yeah. from what you are now to like totally. what you were. Yeah. I would never, I mean, like, never would have guessed that. Yeah. So by like grade eight, especially grade nine, that's when I was really like really social. I had all these friends, everything. I was like really, really out there. Um, but before that, as a kid, I was always very confident with my family. Like mm. very, I was the loud one. I wanted to be an actor, this and that. And then also in like acting groups and things like that. Mm-hmm. But at school, I stuck to like my inner circle, a little bubble of people. And that was it. And I guess like when you move to Queensland, you're out of your comfort zone. Massively. Which is like, you know, when you travel, I I love to travel alone yes. because then you're forced yes. to meet new people. Whereas if you've got that, a friend there, your, your comfort and you, yeah. there's like, there's no need to go and branch out no. to talk to that person over there. And you're Whereas so you're much whole, more yeah. social when you travel because you have to be. Yeah. You're not going and 
catching up with your mates every single day, going to the same venues. You're yeah. not. Like you are going, you're in this new place. And it's so funny, your outlook. It's like, imagine if I had that attitude everywhere all oh, the time. Like, oh no, yes. You know, you go, and you're this. like, oh, I'm just having the best time. Look at that person. I love everyone. I love everyone around me. It's yeah. that attitude. Yeah. Of just love life, you love everyone. You could bottle it up and sell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only. And that just shows you what being out of your comfort zone can give you and yeah. can teach you. So, so basically. Oh, for, so for that example of how yeah. I like, if you don't cross the road and you never met that person, yes. did that happen with this podcast? Like for you to initially start it, did you have to meet someone? Did that is there, was there a point yeah. in your life where you met someone you're like, that made this whole podcast where you are now? Pretty much. So basically what happened for me is that I have, like I think I've mentioned this to you, my, or most of my listeners know them. I've got two of my best friends, Lucy and Nikki. They have their own podcast called Happy Hour with Lucy and Nikki. They're yep. very big following. They're killing it. And I've been friends with them for about 10 years. About around last year, no, two years ago now, I was thinking for, for months and months and months, I, I want to do something about neuroscience. Do I start like a mini series kind of of snippets of things on my Instagram, like um, IGTV? Do I do YouTube? Do I do this? For ages, and I was really leaning towards YouTube. I was like, that's probably what I'll do, a YouTube channel. Then the girls asked me to go on their podcast to talk about um, heartbreak because I've got like two really classic breakup stories. They're just like, they're just straight from a TV show. So I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. So I like went on to talk about that. And while I was talking about it, I was like, oh my God. I'm killing this shit. You're like, I'm killing this shit. Yeah. Like, this is perfect. And why do I need a YouTube channel when I could be, it's just an audio medium. It doesn't have, I don't have to start with the, with the YouTube channel. I could do mm. podcasts. And then I realized not only can I talk about the brain, but I can now also, I realized how easy it was to talk about my own experiences and relationships. And I'm like, I'm, able to tie in real life situations with neuroscience. And I'm like, this is exactly what I want to be doing. So two months later, I launched my podcast. And because it was soon enough after I launched from theirs, I had a lot of girls that really enjoyed me as a guest on their podcast that were just like, when I started putting on my Instagram, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna launch a podcast. They were so supportive messaging me, on, being yeah. like, yes, yes, when, 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 when. We loved your episode with Lucy and Nikki. And then when I launched, I already had like a mini audience. Obviously, it's grown exponentially since then but I they that opportunity and doing it in such a short amount of time I'm like I've got to stop trying to prep for it just launch before you're ready which I did and that kind of and then once I launched I'm like well I can't stop now I've just got to next next week next week every week delivering an episode and it just happened you know and if it wasn't for going on on the girls episode I probably would have been doing something else yeah putting yourself out there like what we're saying networking (laughs) with your friends that would just exactly exactly just saying yes to the episode rocking up being in Queensland the time where they're like let's do this episode but all these things always align it's always the case and now it's like you're getting brand deals as well so it's like yeah we would have these similar conversations just like randomly over coffee but it's like now we just put a mic in front of us and you get paid to talk about it you know what I mean like why not (laughs) even the book deal that's it came about because of the podcast yeah this this woman was listening she was a listener of my podcast and she's she was working for a firm press and basically the the what do you call it the publishers were like okay we want to come up with another you know kind of self-help book but more around like the brain whatever she's like I have the perfect woman to write this book can we reach out to her so they reached out to me to write this book and normally like you'll write a book and then try and get it published. And it's these guys were reaching out being like, we're listeners of your podcast, we love you. Do you want to do this? And I'm like, it's amazing how the more you put yourself out there and the more you kind of promote you mm-hmm. and what you're doing, 
the more eyeballs and ears you hit and you, the opportunities are everywhere. They're yeah, everywhere. I feel like it's momentum too. Like Massively. the last three weeks, the stuff that's been happening to me the last three weeks is just crazy, like one after another yep. things. And I feel like it's once you're the ball, like the yes. ball's really moving. Yes. It's like just keeps rolling if you're constantly, yeah, and, and it's, it's hard to explain. It's so easy for people to look at that and be like, wow, you're an overnight success. Wow. In the last year, look how much you've done. It's like this took, for me, it took me about eight, to 10 years to get this fucking ball rolling. And now yes. it is rolling down same, a steep same way, hill. Yeah. yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah, mine's the same, like, eight is, years, yeah. Yeah, right? Like yep. of slogging it out with, yep. mind you, a lot of – I wasn't working on the podcast. That was pretty much a very quick, you know, successful thing. But the amount of stuff I had done to leading up to this, yep. I can't even explain. Not but it to all, mention all, all like probably the contributed to what everything. it is now. Yep. Life experience, travelling, yep. studying undergrad and postgrad, um, tr- la- trying to launch all these blogs. I tried to launch like ri- written blogs, about six of them. They all fucking failed. But they all taught me something. And, and, I, and I could take something away from each one. Yep. So now doing this, I'm like, it wouldn't be what it is had I not had all those like closed doors or things that I thought was going to work out that didn't. You know, just there's no way it'd be what it is today. A hundred percent. You know? hundred um, percent. Okay, another question for you. Let's go. Well, I hope we answered that question about the being shy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that We're was like, like 20 eh. minutes ago. <laughs> 20 minute tangent. Oh, good. Literally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, what are the small goals you set yourself each day to keep yourself motivated and on track? Uh, the small goals. There's many little goals uh, just making music in general, just not saying no to things for you. So if people are inviting you out when you know you need to have like deadlines, I need to have a remix finished or mm-hmm. music. So for me, for example, I've been working on this EP, so it takes a lot of time yep. to perfect it. I've put a, a single out. Sorry, this is going off on a tangent as well. We just keep doing it. Mm. <laughs> oh, I keep doing it. No, I love it. Um, yeah, so I put one of the singles out Um probably a month ago. It's called Wavelength. It's out everywhere if you want to suss yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone check it out, Wavelength. <laughs> check Pro. it Can out. Can they stream it from Spotify? Yeah, everywhere. Perfect. Yeah, Spotify, Perfect. Apple. Um, and then we've been working, I've been working behind the scenes on a track called Supernova, which will be out in June. We think this one could go number one again. Oh my so God. So that's the big one, but uh, life through a curveball and we've got like delayed, so it's not coming out till June now. But okay. that happens a lot in the music industry. You're yeah. constantly told a release date. And then it gets delayed eight weeks and it breaks your heart. And you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, I can and then imagine, I can imagine constant yeah, setbacks. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's going to be coming out June. But basically, yeah, saying no to things so you can work on yourself, get your deadlines done. Uh what was the other? What was the part of the question? So, Let me just... um, the small goals to set yourself up each day. So yeah, like, do you have? Are there any kind of? Even if it's not relevant to your actual work, are there any routines? that you do or any things that you do to help you be in the zone or to help you be um, more productive? I love going for a swim, like a rock mm. pool swim, actually. Like, I love starting the day with a, like, yeah, I go down yep. to Monoval because I live out in the northern beaches. So I do, like, I don't know, kilometres swim up and down the, yep. in the ocean. I love it. Like, makes me feel fresh. Incre- I- actually, swimming, especially mm-hmm. in the ocean, is one of the best ways to... Um, to calm your mind and get focused because it's two things. Exercise, which is phenomenal for the brain, but cold water is one of cold the best water. ways to release serotonin. And the more serotonin you have, the more you can focus. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it like dampens cortisol and pumps up. Yeah, it's yeah really My brain's always going 100 miles an hour and I feel like that's the only time I'm ever at peace is when I'm actually <laughs> swimming because yes. I can't hear anything yep. and I'm just doing laps. And yep. believe it or not, I used to be like a really good swimmer. I used to be like New South Wales state champ. Really? Like, I used to be like really good when I was 15. I was going to probably train for the Olympics. Wow. Like, yeah, I still probably hold some really 
good records for 50 free. That's like so cool. Yeah, I've done some random stuff. Yeah. From like 15 to like 16 or 17, I used to be like right into swimming. Amazing. Um, my dad's a really good horse trainer. So then I got into like, we always had like race horses. Wow. And then I used to like just started racing on television. Like I did one or two. Um, and the trots it's called. So they got like, like a cart with wheels and stuff. Oh, yeah, I know. I've yeah, seen yeah. that. I've seen that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, dad used to do that. So I've went no from like way. swimming to like being a horse person and now to like the music industry. But now but this is funny, my life. Like, you know, Luke, that Luke's been a guest on this on yeah, podcast. Yeah. So a bunch of the listeners know, know him. Um, but he, we would, um, kind of discussing everything about like what, what is discipline, yep. like coming into discipline and how to have discipline in your, in like what you're doing. And I think that that, you know, cause he's, you know, you've even met Luke in the music yeah, industry. Yeah. I've signed one of his songs to our <laughs> label. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about it before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's this idea of like, you know, you know, it's a fine line between discipline, but then also understanding what it takes to enjoy your life and what, you know, like finding, and like you were saying, you need to implement like some boundaries for yourself when you've got a deadline, but at the same time, Saying yes when you can yeah. to going out and meeting people and creating these opportunities for yourself. It is that fine line and it's understanding and balance. Like you, you can't be black or white, I don't think. No, it can't. No. It's just like, yeah, you got to do yes sometimes and no sometimes. Yeah. Depending on no, right. all for you though. It's all like yeah. at the end of the day, you got to think about yourself. Like, and yes, you've got to think time. about other people. But yeah, it's like mm. mainly you've got to just make sure everything with you is fine and yeah. you're on track. Um but yeah, daily daily things. I don't really set daily goals, but I'll just I know I need to work towards something. Uh, just writing my notes, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, something that I also really recommend for people is if you've got something big, like whether it's an assignment, whether it's like a side hustle that you want to do, or an EP that you're working on. Um, you d- don't leave it for. A, don't wait for you a day off to then smash it out. You've got to be hitting on it every single day or like yep. five days a week kind of thing. Like you have to be t- hitting on that goal. Even if you get less done in a day, you're better off doing that daily, visiting that topic. So it's top of mind all the time. So it's this big focus of your life. Instead of being like, oh, my day off is on Saturday. I'll just focus on it then. Yeah. No. Because you don't. You procrastinate. You procrastinate. You do. Yeah. And then you get out of the zone and then you kind of like lose touch with your craft. You know? Yeah. I've actually had, like we are talking before, like it's like when I said you can pick up a guitar. Yes. And like if you, if you don't play it for like two weeks you'll get rusty and then yeah Yeah. and you almost get scared to go back to it i get this thing you're like oh i'm not going to be good when i go to go back to it so you like sort of yeah you stay away from it you just just get in a rhythm you keep going yeah like you're actually better let's take guitar for example you're better off doing like one hour every day than seven hours one day a week like literally because also the way your brain consolidates memories and the way it like it packs memories away the more sleep intervals you get as you learn something the better you learn it and the more you remember it so if you're breaking it up daily you do do so much better keeping it in your brain and working on it and picking up where you left off than doing one block seven days later one block like that's just ideally yeah i mean that's better than nothing but if you can do it every day you know okay another question um, I think this, how do I get chiseled abs like Ryan so I can be a shredded <laughs> DJ? <laughs> this was so funny because before I, we both did a story on our Instagrams asking each other, uh, our followers to send in questions <laughs> yeah. for us. Yeah. And I was at the gym and all my, uh, 
friends or followers, whatever, were sending in screenshots of what they were sending to your question <laughs> box, and that was one of them. And there's so many bad ones, and I'm like, man, this is going to be uh, yeah. Crazy. Here's here's another one. Has he <clears throat> considered performing with a helmet like Daft Punk to hide that head of his? <laughs> <laughs> That's gold. I love that. I want to know who that is to buy him a drink. I love banter. It's H- my life. Hendo, Hendo. Oh, Hendo, yes. <laughs> Shout out to Hendo. Shout out to Hendo. Cute dog. Um, <laughs> we've got a joke, uh, inside joke called cute dog. Anyway. That's so um, funny. Yeah, no. I actually lost a lot of weight. I don't. You didn't really know me beforehand, but in no. Um, oh no, when I was with my ex Sam, who yeah. we went out to dinner with. So I was. I think I was still a bit chunky then. Yeah, I've lost. You have lost weight since. Yeah, I've lost sure. ten kilos. Ten kilos. Ten kilos. Yeah, wow. I was, was ninety four. You're looking quite shredded. You are. Thank you. Yeah, yes. I've lost down to eighty four. Um, yeah, we broke up not long after when we had. Um, yeah, Liv told me it was soon after. Yeah. So then I don't know. I just wanted to get like. It was, it's all good. Like, we broke up really smoothly. It was yeah. just like, can't say anything bad about her. It was oh, just she's like, a sweetheart. Yeah, no, she's lovely. Yeah. But um, just, I wanted to really focus on myself and my music. And I always just feel like I can't, I, 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 at this point in my life, I can't yeah. commit to a relationship anymore. And she is a bit older. Yeah. And it's unfair to her for me to be dragging her along through, like, me not knowing. So that's yeah. uncertainty. So I'm just like, 100%, 100%. It's, so I'm just like, it's the best thing for me and for her right now so we can both do our own thing and you need to be transparent with that shit honestly 100 percent. and um it was really hard for a like for a few weeks but like i'm always in the party scene drinking whatever um so i just cut out all alcohol and i was just like just wanted to be like clear-headed i don't want to be like waking up hungover while i'm going through that and all this other side like you know head noise and stuff so i was just like i just want to go to the gym do swimming do my music and just like stop drinking so i like for a DJ to not drink in I like, know, and me being a say. party boy, like yeah. that's my persona, sort of like always out networking, it's literally drinking, your brand. literally. And then it's like I was like a unicorn, like yeah. a DJ that doesn't drink. <laughs> like who are you? That's <laughs> and, so um, funny. So the weight wow. actually just fell off, and then it I just d- started like, just from drinking, like because I'm a big advocate for cocktails. Like I'm like if I'm out, I'm having like a 500 calorie yeah, cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> Get me, yeah, get me a negro. Oh my god, I once calculated so bad. My boyfriend Tyrone and I, like, we also have been like, we need to cut down on alcohol, especially during semester. I'm like, no, I need to limit the nights that I'm drinking because this is outrageous. But we went out one night with Lucy and Nikki, of course, and we were trying all these cocktails and whatever. And the next day, because we were feeling so shit the next day, and we wanted to calculate based on the cocktails we had ordered how many calories, calories. Tyrone had had in one night, and we just on calories, just on drinks alone, really? five thousand, five thousand. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just on drinks. Yes. That's not con- including the food that yeah. he also had, which he blew out on as well. So we're like, no wonder we're not sh- like. Yeah. Well, he was like, well, no wonder I'm not shredding right now. This is bullshit. I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't realize how much, like, how many calories were in it until it's I counted. Because I never ca- like counted no, my calories. No, I never at count ever. calories. No. And no. I was like, I did some research because I joined up this fitness plan, and it's like he's like, you got to count your calories for the first week so you can just get, like, to get gauge to it. gauge it. Yeah. yeah, and it was like cocktails was like 500 i'm like holy fuck i used to drink like five of these like you know like when, like every pump, weekend like both them. days yeah. and i'm like that's and it was like for me to lose weight i had to drop down to like 2200 cows yeah and i was like i'm having five drinks i'm already over my calories i haven't even eaten yet like, <laughs> like eaten yet so i was like just in alcohol you've <laughs> i can't already, eat for the rest of the day yeah, you've <laughs> already surpassed your calories and you've bumped up your overall calories for the week so Literally. it's like fuck. yeah honestly oh. it's crazy so um, it is interesting to go into that because I think I've, I even used to have a lot of clients who be like, I ate so well, I ate so well. I'm like, you pump so many drinks on the week. And I'm all for a balanced life. Like I drink, I, you know, th- that's no, no secret. But it's like maybe 
if you're struggling with that, like understand where it's coming from. Like yeah. alcohol, you know, is going to fuck up it's your plans so for being shredded for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. but We could, um, also, we could talk about that in the music industry also. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah, like, definitely. like music and, uh, oh, sorry, not music, um, alcohol and drugs are just like, yeah. In the scene, it's just riddled in the scene. Like, Absolutely rampant. And it's just like and people are just offering it to you all the time. Yep. And an- that's another struggle in the music industry is when you're going to get booked for these away gigs and mm. promoters you've never met, you've got you've to be on. So you've got to be the lively person you are. Who's going to party. And party with them. And like some people, like say if you're trying to get fit and you don't want to drink, you, and that's their yeah. one night off. Say they've worked like nine to five all week and they're yeah. like looking forward to partying yeah, with you and you're yeah. like, I'm not drinking. And they're like, what the fuck? And then <laughs> like, they're like, this boring yeah, cunt. And, yeah, get out. <laughs> and then they don't book you again. So you've almost yeah. got to be like, you've got to, uh, it's finding that balance between yeah. like. It is, it is finding a balance. It is. And it's understanding the industry that you're in. Everyone's going to be in a different one and yeah. you've got to kind of play to the rules at times in your life, you know, so it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a good. Okay, one more question from me, and then if yeah. you want to go through any of yeah, yours, yeah, we will. Sure. Um, how do you take action instead of just talking about an idea? Where do you start? Uh, I'll normally if I um, what do I do? Normally, I actually go to a beach, and I just if there's anything wrong in my life or anything I need to achieve, mm-hmm. I'll go down, just sit by myself, leave my phone. Yep, and I'll say, okay, this is what I want to do what are the steps I need to do to get there? Yeah. And then I do it. I like, I know a lot of people um, that'll go to like, no, like, and that's fine. They go yeah. to psychiatrists and talk to people and talk to their friends and family. That's totally fine. I do that sometimes as well. Not the psychiatrist thing, but, yeah. like, but I talk to most, your friends and family. Most people should. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you should a hundred percent. But I'm, I'm a different case. I'm like a very, uh, very, like I said before, self-aware and I'm, yes. I really, um, I really know what I want and how to do it. And yeah. I'm very internally headstrong. So, uh, I'll just go, how do I, I'm pretty black and white. I think that's the country upbringing. My dad yeah. and my granddad were just like, like the trees on the fence, get it off the fence. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm simple. Like, whereas like uh, the people I meet, like city people sort of come up with these different exclamations. Com- like comp- and, and a lot of the time people complicate things for themselves. Yeah, complicate it. And I'm just like yeah. a very black and white person. So I'm yeah. just like, I want to be, I'm here. I need to be there. This is how you get there. Yep. Do it. Yeah, like that's that's me. But and if it's like, and if it's not working, yeah. change it. Like, okay, why didn't that work? And let's go back to the drawing board. Is that a lot of people, and it's for you. Like, I've got a friend; she's amazing. She's always actioning everything that she does. Like, she's an absolute gun. But it's funny because, kind of like for you, you're like, I'm black and white. That's the, 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 that's just how it is. It is, yeah. and that like you you don't see it any other way. She's kind of the same in the sense that if you're a person that says, "Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that." If you've brought it up a third time with her, she's like, she'll literally be so in your face. She'll be like, I don't understand why you're still talking about it. You clearly don't want to do it. So just shut up. Like, oh, really? She'll literally be like, <laughs> I'm not that bad. <laughs> like, but it's great because then you're yeah. kind of like, it's true. Why am I talking about it so much but not actioning it? Yes. Like, why? And it, because for her, if she talks about it, she doesn't care if she fails. She has no qualms failing, but she's like, I will do it. Yeah. So that way, if I do fail, it's done. I can stop boring myself and other people talking about it. Like, yes. it's done. One of my girlfriends you know? used to do that all the time. She used to Phenomenal. Was, you know? Not my girlfriend, but a girlfriend. A girlfriend of yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to come back and be like, I'm going to quit this this way. I'm going to quit drinking or whatever it was. 
And she did like, and then like two days later, she'd be having like a bottle of red, and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like just different things. She'd come home and just say, and I just ignore her. And she's like, "Did you hear what I said? I'm going to do this." And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, I heard you, but you also like, said that about the last ten things." Yeah. I'm like, you, "She's like a, a sayer, not a doer." Yeah, and yeah, I'm just like, and and you don't want to shut people's ideas down, but at the same time, you're like, change how you approach things yep. because I don't want to be pessimistic and shut you down because it's that's obviously like not fun to do. But at the same time, I have to pull you up on this, yeah, because it's like you literally need to change your tactics because everything you've done in the past. You've said something and you've never followed through with no. it. So, like, you know, what are you going to do differently this time? Because yeah. don't no, me no to one, be your biggest support. Yeah. No one's going to be there to – it's not like a personal trainer where yeah. they're going to be there supporting yeah. you and making sure you stay on track. Like, our jobs, no one's got a gun to your head no. saying, Alexis, you need to come in and do a – five podcasts this week that's you (laughs) you and your own willingness to do it and same as me i've got to go and sit at my laptop and open my laptop and start making a song no one's got a gun to your head to do it you've got to want to do it yeah yeah that's basically you've got to want to do it you've got to understand what actual discipline means and you've got to understand in the power of consistency like a lot of the time when you want to action something it's not just the first day it's understanding that if you genuinely want that it's now how do you now implement this into your lifestyle permanently yes you know it's not like oh I'm just going to do this and it's just going to succeed and then I never have to get off my ass again. It's never the case. It's always like if I do this, if I say yes to this, I'm now saying yes to changing my lifestyle forever because I'm including this in it. Yes. You know, and that's it. So that's what I recommend. Any questions on your end or were they all repeated here? Um, Let me have a little quick look. Let's. How's your – I had a little just a few dot points and I was just like had one about surrounding yourself with good people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, A lot of my friend groups changed, I've noticed, in the last like – I know, a few months. Yeah, yep. Just people, I've, I surround myself with people who are wanting to do bigger things. Because yes. a lot of my friends are content. That And there's no problem with this, but like the whole nine to five, they get home, sit on a lounge, what ne- like watch Netflix. Yep. They might go to the gym, watch Netflix until they fall asleep, repeat. But yeah. I'm like, I, I like when I be in the group that's chasing something a bit bigger. That's all, totally. they're all on the grind. Like I'm friends with you now. You, yeah. We're not, maybe not in the same industry, but we're both chasing something. That's you're, right. And you're, you're an constantly... author now and yeah, got yep. your podcast. And like we said, Katie Willie, like she's been on Big Brother. She does like an ex-sprinter. She's, she's got her own stuff. But we also like we all eventually it meet is. at like these. It is. And it's not like obviously you're not like palming off your old friends. No, but no, it's no, kind no. of understanding how to now divide your time. Like I, I agree with you massively. Like I've got some great, like some friends, amazing friends. But lifestyle-wise, we don't align. And they're still going to be my friends probably for life. If they're, if they're beautiful mm-hmm. people, I'd never ditch them. But I totally agree that at the end of the day, if you want to be like – chasing this and hustling that and working these obscure hours and doing this, you want to try your very best to surround yourself with people that are doing the same thing. So yeah. then you want you don't want to feel like, oh, I'm such a unicorn, I'm doing something. You want to feel like it's the norm. The norm, exactly. So you exactly. snap out of the idea that you're doing something special because if you think that what you're doing is special, then you'll be surprised every time you have a win. You don't want that to be. You want to be like, yep, I've had the win because I've earned it. Next, yeah. next, 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 next. That's how you want to be behaving. And also I feel like some of my older friends don't get the the, the you're having a brand within yourself. Mm. So I did a question on our, uh, our podcast a while back and I, I used to get more support from strangers than I do my close friends. Yeah, and I yeah, asked them, I'm yeah. like, yeah. yeah, like, why don't, like, I was like, a story tag to me, if you put a story up and you're playing my song, that means so, like, you actually yeah. don't know, that actually means the world to me. I'm like, and, totally. like, that means more than you actually doing something physical for me, like. Massively, massively. I was just like, why, like, why don't you do it? And then it's like, oh, like, I don't really get the whole, like, social side of it. I'm like, that's, they don't really understand the brand for a start. Yeah. Um. And then other than that, they said, like, we were friends with you before the music. We're just friends with you for you, so... 
like we don't want it to be like we're one of my friends said i don't want to be like like sort of like kissing your ass and i was like it's not kissing my ass so it's it would actually i'd really appreciate if you did do it like but i don't want to be the one to ask i'm not gonna i'll never ask someone to like no and i repost i'm like if you want to do it i'll be like sick it's because you want to and it's about you know like obviously like even with my friends i'm in a, a very uh, fortunate situation that we are, especially the ones that like my my closest friendship group. We do build ourselves up, each other up. We do yeah. try and repost and share and like and sing each other's praises and do all of that. But yeah, you then I do have other friends who love and adore, but especially the ones that are in different stages in their lives. Yeah, no matter how close I am, they're probably not even listening to the podcast, which no. is fine. Oh my god, yeah. it's so fine. I don't. Everyone's care. got their own lives but to live. Yeah, and, you like know what you mean? Yeah. my podcast listeners who I've never met probably know way more about my podcast and the content of it. Then, other than my fa- my family is incredibly diehard supportive, which is amazing. <laughs> but like, then some of my friends who I love and adore, but maybe haven't even heard one episode, which yeah. again, it's fine. But it is that it, it's yeah. It's, Do you tell any juicy stories on here now, <laughs> knowing that your uh, parents are listening or not? Do you ever oh, get- no, <laughs> I, have, I have on my friends' podcast actually told some like quite interesting stories. <laughs> and my mom's like, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> Has she got an accent? I'm like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Uruguayan. <laughs> So funny. Was that pretty accurate, that attempt? Yeah. Was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> that that, yeah my mum's like, because my sister and I always, always imitate her. I was actually saying to my mum the other day, I'm like, I need to do a podcast of just like your quotes and how you always like get words wrong and pronounce shit wrong. It's so funny. So I'm going to, yeah. That's hilarious. Her and her sister, my auntie, they're just the worst. Like they just butcher the English language. <laughs> but, but it's so funny because their formal English is, they've got accents. Their formal English is better than mine. Like it's insanely good. They're translating and editors and incredible but when they're like rushing and trying to speak slang they just butcher the just language butcher and it's it. like you're fluent in english i don't know why, <laughs> why you're always like mixing those words up or flipping it around but yeah uh, i've got uh what i've got two couple of questions here that are only good like the rest are just rubbish that we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna read out it's just my right. mates taking the piss Let's um do it. okay how and where to make new friends as an adult besides bars Okay, yeah, I get asked that a lot as well. Okay, you're in a position, we, we us are both, adults, yep. humans, you and me, everyone, we're all in a, pos- a very lucky position where we have access to communities of people online and, and in person. But online is a big one. Like if you have access to this podcast and you have access to the internet and you have access to meeting people. And I'm not saying like jump on Bumble and whatever, but for example, my podcast a Facebook group has already had several meetups that have created successful friendships. That's awesome. You know, yeah. That'll make so, you feel so special, so like knowing great. that you started so, it. So yeah. great. And there are some girls that now have actually become like actual friends and now they're gym buddies and now they do this because they met on the podcast. Yeah. Forum. So it's just putting yourself out there. And it doesn't have to be on a particular podcast forum, but like it just, it, it makes you more aware that you can meet people in many walks of life. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I always really recommend is if you get along with someone at work, invite them to do something because you might be waiting for them to invite you, but they might be waiting for you to invite, invite them. them yeah. You know what I mean? You might vibe off each other, be like, oh, but I'm nervous. They might be too. Yes. Just hit them up to say, let's do something. If they say no, it's not the end of the world. They're not your person next, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I I think that I'm very lucky because of my job that I can actually go out and yes. I'm out every weekend. So yes. I'm always meeting new people. But if I if I wasn't, I know when I used to be a bartender at like a, a pub and I was just like, well, this is it now because I moved from like, you know, Dubbo yeah. to Sydney and that's like, that's majority of people that you're friends with is people you work with or who you see yep. the most of. So maybe... I know you'll see your gym friends. Then you've got maybe if you play touch football or futsal or netball or something exactly. at a night, they're, they're your friend group and it's hard to 
get new people, yeah, to get new friends. Yeah, so you have to branch out. You, it's definitely hard to branch out. So yeah. But if you, yeah, like you said, if you don't initiate the whole conversation, it's never going to happen, is yeah, it? <laughs> you need to initiate. And you don't have to ask them to do something straight off the bat, but start having more in-depth conversation with people and then you're going to realise where's a potential connection and where there isn't. Like, you'll, yeah. you, use your instincts. Like, you'll know. Dealing with burnout. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a big And I'm one. sorry, you probably covered majority of these on previous episodes. No, no it's fine. <laughs> it's fine because it's always good to, like, talk about it in different scenarios. Yeah. But... When it comes to dealing with burnout, it's a lot of the time we fill up our days with things that are, and I've spoken about this a lot, but it's always good to reiterate it. We fill up our days with things that are urgent, but not things that are important. I feel that most people will burn out if they are completely overwhelmed with all the things that they, quote unquote, have to do, and then never give time to things that is their purpose or their passion. You know, if you can bump up what your passion is, above your like what you deem to be urgent like a lot of the time we'll be like oh this is urgent and it's emails that can wait a few hours it's not actually urgent it's not an emergency you know you need to start prioritizing what gives you what fucking gives you life what gives you happiness passion your purpose if you can tap into your purpose more often you're you're going to feel better you're going to spend less time on social media pacifying your your um discomfort with how bored you are with life you're going to start to feel better you're going to be more productive with your time the more on purpose you are with your life the less time you waste because you feel better yep. the shitter you feel the more time you waste 100%. and that's where you burn out when you're wasting time trying to busy yourself with shit you know do you agree 100 mm, i agree mm. i was just loving the way you string a sentence <laughs> together i'm just like just watching you i'm like where do these ideas just keep popping yeah. like you just- you're probably used to it from all these solo podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you just keep true. talking by yourself. Yeah, literally, I do. <laughs> just put you next to a tree and you'll have a solid combo I for an will, hour. Yeah. I will. Happily, for a whole hour. I'll be like, and. <laughs> and. Did you know? <laughs> There's more to that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But so, yeah. um. Let me dive in. Let me ask a question about Tyrone. Oh, go ahead. Because I was with you the first time we first started talking. Yes. Yes. So I was there with you and Liv. Like, I think I was getting the inside messages goss. Yes, because we had, had like we week even one. gone on our first date. No, maybe I was just like. We hadn't ever gone on nah, our first date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how's, how's that going? I met him like the other day with you. Yes, but yes. We're at did. Liv's birthday and yep. it was a. It was a uh, le- small Lebanese yeah, restaurant. Yeah, it was this Lebanese restaurant. Guys, Abdul's is a vibe in Surrey Hills. Amazing. But the only bad thing was we couldn't really no, network it because tiny. it was just like we all had to dedicate little seats. We could yeah, see each other, but we couldn't really talk it and it was like so loud. 25 people crammed <laughs> in this room screaming at each other because the acoustics were not ideal. And so we're like, what? Like the person <laughs> what? next to <laughs> so you couldn't even. Yeah, that was the only problem for sure. But yeah, no, it actually is going amazingly. Yep. He is a bit of a unicorn human being, like because, you know, the kind of person as you would know. But like yep. I, I kind of was the same for a long time. I'm like, I just don't have time for a relationship. That's yeah. kind of what I told myself because my last relationships, the good and the bad ones, all kind of took a lot. Yeah, time. I don't mind spending time with the person, but it took a lot of emotional energy that kind of went against who I was, and mm-hmm. it doesn't. There were people that were assholes that I dated, but there were also good people, but it still just yep. didn't click for whatever reason, you know? 
Whereas with Tyrone, he's just absolutely understands every aspect about my life and doesn't try and edit or change anything that I do. He's like a total supporter and he's extremely independent as well and has his own drives and passions and desires that he wants to chase. So for me, I need someone who is not remotely insecure, your biggest cheerleader and who I can be their biggest cheerleader and they're also super independent and want to... He wants to like build a life together. He doesn't want to be like, you do nothing and I'll do it or like kind of... Why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? Why? Like, never questions anything yep. I do. It's just like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. That's fantastic. That's great. Like, genuine. That 100% is what you know. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's a big one having their own uh, goals and, yeah. like, you know, that independence. So you can go off and do whatever yes. you want with your girlfriends. Yes. He can do with his guy friends. And when you're together, everything's fine. You vibe yeah. out together. And he's someone I can take anywhere. Like, like Liv, I was, my sister was laughing. She's like, you talk, you talk about Liv on the podcast as if she's your dog. I can take her anywhere. But I'm like, I, really can. <laughs> I can take Liv anywhere. Put her on her leash. <laughs> <laughs> she needs one. Oh, she needs, that woman needs a leash. Uh. <laughs> Sam, like Tyrone can take me anywhere, like with his mates. It doesn't matter. And he doesn't have to babysit me. Like he can just throw me in the deep end and I'll like talk to anyone and vice yep. versa. I can take him to a family event, a friend event and just like, just leave him to his own resources and he's fine. And, and I'm the mm, same, you know. That's and- what I've always, I've always struggled with um, with previous like relationships yes. is like taking them to my gigs and stuff. And it, it does take it like, a, yeah. a girl to be like dating a person who's in the light, like the who's limelight. Always at social events. Oh, it's like you're getting a lot of attention when you're playing. There's yes. girls like for 15 minutes while yeah. you're playing, they're exactly. like throwing themselves they're, at yeah, you, yeah, and right. then they're like, it's so. It'd be so hard not to be jealous. Like, yeah. if it's so hard, and um, like I always need to be doing my own thing. I need to be networking constantly, mm. and I need to walk. Like I'll be staying at their houses and stuff. Like at that night, I'm yes. like I'm. Been with you all day. I'm going to see you all night tonight and yep. possibly tomorrow. You know what I mean? And but I'm like, when we go out, I need, to, I need to like be talking to everyone else but you. I know it yep. sounds bad, but that's like how but I keep this, this job. Yeah, that's how I keep this you know. ball like moving. Totally. It's not like you're going to a club socially and be like, yeah, I'm not talking to you while I'm at the club. It's yeah. not. You're actually, it's your job. Yeah. You've got to be networking and in I think, that scene. Yeah, you know? I think that's why I need to be single because it was playing on my mind a bit if I was bringing people out and I'm, I'm just like, I, I was almost felt like I was a bit babysitting. Yeah. And I felt like I couldn't go off and talk to the people I needed to talk you to. Felt rude. Yeah. And I was almost like imagining myself in like a third person of like w- watching myself walk away, mm. leave whoever I was with at a, like a stool. Yeah. And like, and them going like, oh, he just left that person there. Like, how rude. <laughs> and I was like, it was playing in my head and I would walk away to go talk to that person. Yeah. But then the conversation wasn't going as where I wanted it because I'm not thinking about the conversation. I was thinking about, geez, I look like a cunt to yeah, someone else. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, someone like else I watching me. Like an asshole. I'm trying yeah. to network here like crazy. I'm yeah. trying to bring the vibe, but it's like, yeah. totally, totally. So I feel like I need to be single just for that as well. Yeah. Like working on myself. Um, you're either going to stay single for a while or obviously probably not anytime soon because you're kind of in the zone with yeah. what you're doing. But you, you, I reckon that when you do meet that person, it just happens pretty quickly because yeah. you're like, you either now that you've gone through a few of these things, no matter how amazing that person is, if they're just not your person, yep. now that you've gone through that, you kind of know what won't work for you in the future. Yep. So then if it does happen, you're gonna know straight away. Like that's with Tyrone, I just knew straight away. I'm like, yep, you you're definitely my person. Like yeah. we just click and we're so independent. Yeah. But then so great together. Yeah. Um I'm not even I've looking. Yeah, I'm not no, even no, looking no, as was, well. And I think that's when you find the best oh people is when God. you when you're not looking because I know so many friends that are just constantly on the app swiping yep. and you're like yes. I'm like you reek of desperation. I'm like the yeah. fact that you're putting so much effort in I was yes. like people can smell it like a it's mile so away true. and it's just off putting 
off-putting because I don't want to be... They sort of... Yeah. They're both looking for something, but neither one wants to be the first one to, like, be, like, so invested. And, Should be invested because... you feel trapped. You're, you're like, oh, I need to get out of here. You're situation where you're, like, keep your options open. What if yeah. this is not the right one? Whereas for me, I never had to be like, oh, you know, keep everyone at a distance. Keep. It. I was always just like, nah. Not going to date someone. And then it got to a point where my mum was like, well, I, would you date anyone though? Like, or are you just you? And I'm like, no, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. if the perfect person entered my life, of course I'd give them the time of day, obviously. Yeah. But when I, this was happening end of semester last year, I had uni, I had the book, I had a million things going on. But I was like, but if there's one time that I'm absolutely not going to date someone, it's right now, I'm so busy. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, of course, because I had that energy of like, yeah, I'm open to it, but just absolutely not right now. Like, I do not. And that's, that's what had happened. Tyrone comes <laughs> and I'm like, fuck <laughs> Always the way, though. Always the way. Yes. Always, always. Because my energy was, I was just not, res it's funny, when you say no to something, you don't resist. When you want something too badly, you fear not getting it too yes. much. And that's when you resist. You have this resisting energy. And people think, oh, as if I'd resist something I love. It's like, no, because you fear not having it. Yes. Because of the headspace I was in, there was no fear of not getting it. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And then, of course, yep. you've got this like carefree attitude. And then when I, when I met him, we were just talking. And of course, I wasn't even trying to impress him or flirt. I'm just like, you know, like whatever, having a great chat. Yeah. And then that's, of course, where it stemmed from. There was no pressure there. It was None. just like chilled. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love that story. I know. <laughs> well, it's already awesome. been an hour 15. Of the, that's crazy. I can't believe how that flew. Time flies when this you're is our longest. Fun? This is my longest podcast. Oh, I shit. Think, so... Yeah, you take well. They should be proud of that. Good, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I just want like good bands, good conversation yeah. where it just flows, and that's what like obviously the listeners love. I'm gonna have to get you back on again, obviously. 100. Maybe after your um your yes. next song drops, that would be amazing. Yeah. But can we just can you give the listeners um where they can find you on Instagram, where they can find your music, just um let them all know everything. Yeah. So on Instagram, it's harpoon underscore official. Uh, Spotify and Apple harpoon. Um. I've got Amazing. a new song. Yeah, the best one yet is going to be coming out in June. So, like, Great. stay with my page until Great. then. Um, and what are the, what some some names of songs that you've already? Ah, uh, yeah. So in in your mind is the one that went number one. There's plenty mind. of other songs. There's um, in, there's like ten songs out on Spotify. Um, enjoying the view is the one that gets like. Uh, we did a bit of a TikTok campaign and it was getting used oh as almost like, you know, like the Petite Biscuit Sunset Lover, yes. how every sort of girl uses it on their yes. story. Yes. Enjoying the view was like very similar. Like it was just getting thousands and millions oh, of bloody story good. tags, which is really good. It's fantastic. So yeah, go check out all that. Like it's Perfect. very, it's very all like Rufus, Hayden James sort of vibe, Deep love House that. pop crossover. So yeah, it's very all islandish. I love that shit. I Island love type music. That shit. You should yeah, come yeah, to yeah. some of my gigs. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, especially like that's. I'm so ready to be like going out again and all. And now that's starting to open everything back up again. I'm like in the fucking trenches of uni. But my last day of uni ever is 24th of June, and that's it. Like I've graduated. Well, that's when the song will probably come out. And then we'll be doing like <laughs> a big tour, and then you and Liv are coming with me and Tyrone. Yeah, yes. yeah. Let's do it. 100. percent Like yeah. count us in. We'll be there. Thank you so 100%. so so much no, for coming. I appreciate you having me on are going to love it. I'll share. So this episode is going to come out. We're recording this on the 16th. It's going to come out, not this Sunday, the following Sunday. So in a week and two days. Yep. Um, and yeah, I'll be, obviously the day it comes out, I'll be tagging you in everything as well, just to keep it relevant. And maybe if you want, join my Facebook group. Yep. Do you fucking mind? And that way, you might like, find a new couple of best friends to go to the gym with on there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And then you can post and people can ask you questions as yes. well. Like I like to get like, you know, people up there as well. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. You know. Thank you for having me on. Like it's every, any, uh, you know, person that gets you and show oh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyone that sort of like allows you into their, their network yeah. of friends. You know what I mean? Like we're both got 
like totally. large followings in different industries. So it's always good to like cross, uh, cross you know, pollinate, cross pollinate and, and, yeah, those industries. There we go. Hundred percent, it is, and it's so good because then it gives an opportunity. Like obviously, giving the opportunity for a lot of my listeners to be like, oh, you know, I've just discovered this new, um, yeah. this new music, new whatever, and vice versa. I've discovered yeah. different podcasts. And Hopefully, stuff, a so lot of my really my followers will cross over and yeah. start listening to the podcast. Exactly. But, yeah, no, awesome. <laughs> Welcome so, all you new listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my humble. Welcome. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so awesome. much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.